In this podcast, Benjamin Diocno, Governor of Banco Central ng Pilipinas or BSP, discusses financial digitalization and inclusive COVID-19 recovery strategy with ADBI Dean Tatsushi Sonobe. Governor Diocno describes the Philippine Central Bank's roadmap for overcoming pandemic shocks and building a stronger, more technologically advanced, and more inclusive economy. The discussion draws upon his ADBI feature speaker webinar on financial digitalization and inclusive COVID-19 recovery. Welcome, Governor Diokno. To start the dialogue, let me ask this question. When you became governor of the Central Bank, what were the challenges you faced and what goals did you set for your term and why? I've been Secretary of Budget and Management under three presidents. When I came in, we were faced with elevated inflation. I think inflation at that time was about 6.2%, and that's way above our inflation target of 2 to 4%. That was the first challenge. Luckily, my predecessor raised the interest to 4.75%. We were able to cut inflation rate my first year in office to about 2.6% average. So that was the first challenge. When I came in, I noticed that our reserve requirement was 18%. That was too high. And so I make a pledge that before the end of my term, which is 2023, we will reduce it to single digit. So now the reserve requirement is 12% from 18 to 12. So I'm, I'm on my way there. I was also committed to the Philippine economy from cash-heavy society to a cash-light society. Because at the time, cash-less society is uh, becoming very popular. I plan to have 50% or half of all financial transactions be in digital form by 2023. And as part of our financial inclusion commitment, 70% of Filipino adults should have a financial account by 2023. So those were my objectives when I came in. How the COVID-19 impacted your journey towards the goals? The pandemic was a catalyst for further digitalization. It enhanced the use of digitalization because there's a restriction on face-to-face contacts. If you compare the March 2021 number with the March 2020 number, that was the first time that we imposed lockdowns in the Philippines. There has been a quadrupling of the use of digital platform in the Philippines. So it helped us boost our digitalization effort. Please talk a little more about the initiatives that BSP is facilitating to enable the new economy, including digitalization services and the national ID system. There were many initiatives done by the uh, BSP along the digitalization journey. First, before the pandemic, we were committed to have our national ID system. The fastest way to push to complete, to support the rollout of the Philippine ID system is allow the central bank to print the ID. The BSP now is supporting the Philippine ID system by actually printing it. Around 50 to 70 million IDs will be printed this year. In the Philippines, you have to produce an ID to open an account and many people don't have an ID. Now with this national ID that is sufficient requirement for opening a bank account. And so now we have what is called digital banking. We just approved last March the first digital bank in the Philippines. It is an overseas Filipino bank, a subsidiary of state-owned Bank of the Philippines and this will be very helpful for our 10 million overseas Filipino workers. We also have adopted a QR code system for payments. It's going to make possible 
possible the person-to-person transfer of funds using QR codes. This will help these small vendors, market vendors, tricycle drivers, jeepney drivers, the variety store owners, etc., the bank sectors, but to also help those who are unbanked, who don't have bank accounts. So this program will empower small economic agents to take part in the digital payments ecosystem. Today, policymakers across the world are talking about inclusive recovery. What do you think that makes the recovery inclusive? Please explain more about the role of BSP about this inclusion. We were focused on two things. One is the infrastructure build-up. We have what's called a build, build, build program. We'll have our first subway courtesy of Japan. I look at the fiscal performance of the government for 50 years. The infrastructure as a percentage of GDP was only around 2.6%. So we suffer in comparison with our ASEAN neighbors. Our infrastructure was really bad. So the Duterte administration was committed to spend around 6 to 7% of GDP for infrastructure, and that's the core of our infrastructure program. We continue to do that even with the pandemic. We did not cut infrastructure spending. The other important program of the government is investment in human capital, and that's because we have a very young population, median age, 24, technologically savvy. Most of them are English-speaking, so we said this is our secret weapon in an aging world, a young population with the right training and education will be a big boost to the economy. So we invested in infrastructure and human capital. The Philippines scores highly on its strategy and programs to promote financial inclusion. But so far, the actual level of financial inclusion seems to be low to average amongst countries in Southeast Asia. What are the main barriers that are preventing these measures from being implemented more effectively? And what is the central bank doing to address them and promote digital literacy, financial literacy, and digital financial literacy moving forward? As a result of the pandemic, we noticed the need for IT. We are now investing because we want to minimize the digital divide because we really need to make it available to even the lowliest families. Because if you want to do remote education, you can do that without the necessary infrastructure. The president signed executive order on expanding the provision of Internet services through inclusive access to satellite services. The executive order liberalizes access to satellite technology to facilitate an instant ready-to-deploy internet infrastructure for areas that are currently unserved or underserved by incumbent providers. On financial literacy, the central bank, the BSP, is very active in linking up with all sectors of society. We have linked up with the Civil Service Commission so that we can give lectures to uh, all civil servants on the right way to save and invest. We also have dealt with the armed forces of the Philippines and the National Police. So we deal with almost all sectors of the economy on this fiscal, or rather on the literacy requirements. We'll, we'll have a more literate society. We'll be able to catch up with our neighbors. Thank you very much, Governor. We really hope to have a further dialogue in the future with you. Thanks, Dean, for having me and keep safe and well too. This has been Asia's Developing Future. Brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute in Tokyo. See the show notes for the transcript and related material. For more information about us, please visit adbi.org.